everybody. Welcome to episode 23 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. And as always, these two gentlemen are joined by the Hermit of Heartthrob Dallas Cade, coming to you almost one-sixth of the year out of the way of 2021. That's nuts. <laughs> That's some standard math a, right there. One-sixth. <laughs> right? That's two months. Yeah. <laughs> man just about right just about right we're almost there that's kind of crazy it's uh it's flying by it. this flying this by. year is flying right by we're already yeah. at, done with february actually that's right. pretty quick because we're it's still almost like quarantine. it's a smaller month than the rest of them yeah right <laughs> there's a few missing days here and there was it last year that was leap year uh, uh no, yes 20 Wait, last no. year was 2020, bud. As long as it felt, <laughs> last year was yeah, 2020. Remember last year when it was five years ago? The longest five years of our lives last <laughs> I year. I totally just did the thing. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. You oh, boy, do up. I feel sheepish. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> Go back to the end. Oh, wait. ah fuck you guys all right uh (laughs) yesterday was elimination chamber yeah we we have some some wrestling to cover i mean yeah things to talk about dude i had no idea that this was happening let alone that it was happening a week after the takeover i I was like what in the fuck I'm not sure WWE knew it was happening. They let an entire match disappear mm-hmm. off the card. Well, when one of your uh, competitors gets impregnated by Ric Flair. The yeah, jet flying gonna... limo riding. In Where's his live sex experience? You know, come on now. Oh, Can Ric Flair even produce face. children anymore? Like I'm, physically? Uh, that, that's a question I don't I, want the answer for because I don't, don't want to go into any more detail than we need to. No, no, no. no. I'm just going to take his word for it. Moving on. Um, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, Elimination Chamber came and went. Um, you know, what? I'll, I'll say this. Having not watched a lot of WWE recently, and spoilers if you didn't watch, because as the time of this recording, uh, The Miz is still WWE champ. But obviously <laughs> at the Monday time of this, you that could change, so change in the next couple of Yeah, exactly. Oh come on! Why they wouldn't they wouldn't take the money in the bank belt uh, briefcase away from him, give it back to him, and then give him the championship only to lose it the next night? That's some petty ass. Oh, wait, it's WWE. wouldn't bro, wouldn't bro, they? Wouldn't bro, they? Bro, bro <laughs> Vince. I, I'm gonna say yeah, bro, bro. You, I mean, you are like one of the biggest Zack Ryder fans. I was gonna planet. say um, you know what, what we they're do, bro. Of. We're gonna put the briefcase on the Miz, right? <laughs> and then we're going to take it away. He's not going to use it, but then he's going to get it back, bro, in like a month. Swerve. And then he's going to use it, bro. He's going to cash in successfully since we haven't done that in like five years, bro. And then he's going to lose it the next night. They're never going to see it coming, bro. I didn't Man. know we had this access to Vince Russo before. Keep I was going to say, I, like, I would have made did. the extra guest uh, spot on the video <laughs> portion. Well, when when you're trained by somebody who worked with him for so long and right. does a it just far rubs better off. impression than I do, <laughs> bro, it's gonna be keep, great. Keep it up. We're gonna have a podcast, on and a you'll match. basically die, bro. Money in the brief, right. money in the bank briefcase on a pole, bro. <laughs> I mean, we've already I got mean, one hanging above, but we need another one on a pole. <laughs> right. Well, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on a pole hanging from the ceiling from, a, from its own pole. Like from its own pole. pole. We built a whole pole. Instead of lumberjacks, right, around the ring, we've got tigers, bro. We tigers? Have tigers so you get Australian? Ring, <laughs> tigers. Come on. We, we were... Big bloody bangle <laughs> tigers. Tiger King already had that show a couple yeah, of years they did. ago. Come on. You're right. We, <laughs> we interviewed already... someone on it. Right, right. We had somebody that was there. And Hell Moonshine <laughs> was there, too. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'll, have to get yeah. times. I'll have to get his perspective on it. I mean. Anyways, back mm. back to the pay per view. <laughs> right, we're getting way uh, off track. We're making this pay per view sound way better than it was. <laughs> you know, we kind of are, but like, I guess we've got to fill time a little bit because this was basically a four match card. Yeah, it really was. It was like basically. the fastest WWE pay per view, and it was shorter than a Raw, which is that really says something about Raw. <laughs> oh my God! You're right, is that a it stat really that's real? 
I mean, yeah, they were. People were talking about that last night. They're like, "Wow, we got we got less than a raw last night," which was good because it was less less bullshit and right into yeah, the action. It was, it was a lot of wrestling, but it just goes know. to show how much raw is just all fodder. Um, it was funny during the the first uh, elimination chamber match as as they were doing the over the ring cam. You got like a couple seconds of like the producer Mike being like, "Not one, not one." Because that's that one, like pod one was what Kevin Owens was in. So it's like they couldn't light up. Oh, you know? wait for that in Botchamania. Yeah, it was, it's just funny anytime there's like weird production gaps like that. I always find that shit. Oops. Man. So, uh, but I guess yeah. we could talk about the chamber matches. <laughs> well, they started <laughs> off with a chamber match. They started off they with, did. what was it? The SmackDown. Yes. Uh, which uh, was completely unnecessary after the what number the number one was. contender for the Universal Championship. Who would then challenge for said championship immediately after the chamber match was over? Yeah. It, it and it was a good match for God, who all was in it? I know it we was. started with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Yes, it did. Uh, and then what King Corbin, uh, AJ Styles. No, no, no. AJ Styles was not in that one. All right, I got it. Okay. I got it. Because guess what? I, I don't have the notes. Again. notes. Oh my god. Mm, so we had. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Cesaro, and King Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you stated correctly, Michael, uh, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro started this uh, chamber match, which I thought was a great choice because mm-hmm. Cesaro has been uh, set up in the past few weeks uh, like he could be on this year's Kofi Mania style run mm-hmm. where they get real hot before the chamber uh, lose in the chamber and then end up getting something big for Mania. Uh, now, I don't think Cesaro is going to end up in a world title match at Mania because something tells me they've already got that stuff filled up. Right. Uh, but no one got settled. Unless Edge is going to do the Batista role. Cesaro is going to get something a lot better than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for this year's yeah. Mania. I mean, he's yeah. he's pretty much done after this, right? He hasn't he hasn't resigned yet, right? Is he? I, th- I, thought, I he- thought Cesaro wasn't. I thought that's why they were giving like Cesaro this kind of push was that it was kind of like his Dean Ambrose like for farewell tour. Yeah, push. but they buried Ambrose before he got sent off. No, they didn't. They had like a, a WWE bit. Network special for him before he left. They did have a network special for him. Yeah, but like, but like I, they had a, a specialized pay per view for him. I'm trying to remember what match he lost like that he shouldn't have lost. Ambrose I mean, did get buried. There's a bit. lot of those. Wasn't it like, <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't EC3. He did a segment with EC3, but that was really weird. Yeah. I don't, we're not trying to EC3 talk about EC3 being in We're talking really about the Elimination weird. Chamber. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Cesaro and Brian started this match, which I thought was a great choice because we got mm-hmm. to see some some quality wrestling. I was going to say that yeah. that section right there was probably match of the night. Was just watching them go at it. You literally could have just left everybody else in the pods, and I would have been like, yep, I saw it was a great. lot of that on Twitter. Yeah. It was like, just leave everybody in the pods. Yeah. <laughs> Four out of yep. the six were indie darlings. I mean, think about it. You had Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan all in the same match. And they threw in Uso, and, you know, they, they threw in Jay Uso, and they threw in, um, what's his name? Corbin. Uh, Corbin, just kind of like. the city boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. But Corbin and Corbin was a beast during this match. He was beating the no, shit yeah, out of everybody. Exactly. And that's something I put in my notes is everybody in this match filled a distinctive role mm-hmm. um, in term for specifically this match. That was really good. Like uh, Cesaro was kind of like the um, they use this term a lot on their in their product. And they like they kind of make it they demean it a little bit or make it mean less. But Cesaro was kind of like a dark horse mm-hmm. in that, you know, he he performed well from beginning to end and like he was present for everything uh he was you know real like he was on top almost his entire duration being in there mm-hmm. and uh he did he was really good um, yeah. but that kind of goes without saying when you're talking about Cesaro yeah remember uh, he did a Corbin pull up was on like the, the uh... big <laughs> Corbin yeah, was it's... like the big bruiser he was mm-hmm. just beating everybody up he was the big man in the match yeah um Owens was Owens and Brian were both baby faces. Uh, Owens coming off of the feud with Roman, trying to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Brian's like, you know, Daniel Bryan. So he's never not going to be extremely over as a baby face. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Jay, who's clearly in there for the Universal Champion's interest. Yeah. Um, so And then Sami Zayn, who's like the chicken shit. So yep. it all works out. And 
you mentioned that there were the four indie darlings in there. Um, and like, I thought, I kind of thought about that as I was watching the chamber match, but in, in like a kind of bummed out way because, because of what Sami Zayn's doing right now on TV and because of the character he is like, he can't do what we all love Sami Zayn doing in terms of like in ring work. Yeah. Cause um, he's heel. So he's got to do heel that, work. Exactly. So he can't do any of his cool shit. And I, I've watched him like, just like delivering stomps on Daniel Bryan in the corner or something. And I was like, man, you're better than this. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to see any of his cool shit. That's okay. Yeah, you're not going to get to see like that through the it. turnbuckle uh, DDT and everything like that. that. Move. I love that move. God, Insane. that's what hooked me on the NXT. When I first started watching, I watched that first NXT takeover and saw that move when it was Cesaro versus uh, Sami Zayn. And I immediately fell in love with Sami Zayn. And I immediately fell in love with NXT just from watching that one move because it blew my mind. And then the rest of the night was unbelievable. Like I, yeah, Sami Zayn made me a fan of NXT. So I can never say an unkind word about him. Plus he loves Ska. <laughs> I was going to say his Ska entrance got you before any, any yeah. uh, maneuvers did. As soon as I heard the entrance, I was like, is that less than Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think at oh. one point less than Jake actually offered to cover the song. <laughs> They're like, hey, WWE, we'll do that song. We'll do it better. <laughs> Would not be unprecedented. Um, I mean, Bowling for Soup did that Alexa Bliss song. Yeah, which I, I'm surprised she didn't true. use that as a as entrance music. WWE probably had some. They didn't things. want to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> but WWE like, and that's another Bowling for Soup has worked with WWE a bunch too. Like when they were when they were in Dallas, like Alexa Bliss brought Jarrett backstage. He's on one of the WWE 24s. You just see him like hanging around backstage like during a WrestleMania. It's like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet him. Uh, he has a, a movie podcast, and they they did yeah. a show in Dallas uh for clerks Jared goes to the that. movies or something like that yeah. or yeah he he was supposed to be we, we got the VIP tickets so that we could meet uh Brian O'Halloran and um over uh, oh yeah his girlfriend in the movie right yeah yeah the actress played Veronica I can't um, remember her unfortunately. Marilyn Gigliotti god I can't believe that that's a name that I wouldn't have remembered <laughs> but we got we got to meet them and he was supposed to be there but I guess his son had was there and it was late at that point so they, they had to bail Ah, bummer. Um, He's but, a super yeah. nice guy. I yeah, it was like really, times. really nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Bowling for Soup is one of my favorite all-time bands. I've I've seen them in like five different cities, <laughs> including nice. Dallas. Like I've driven there. I went for their twentieth anniversary there, and they're just so much fun. They're one of those bands that I think talk more than they play, but it's still entertaining as shit because they're funny yeah. as hell on stage too. So it's like a good combo. So if like they break a string and they have to like not play for like a few minutes, that you can still rest assured you're gonna have a good time. So. Yeah, and I love watching that Alexa Bliss video because it's like I know yeah. like, all the wrestlers that are in there. And, and is that Metroplex? Having, having yeah, been done, been done at MPX, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so red, but yeah, getting back to Elimination Chamber, <laughs> I'm having more <laughs> fun talking about Bowling for Soup than Elimination I Chamber. Been, I know we turned to like a Bowling for Soup stand, you know, podcast. It, it would have been mm-hmm. okay, but uh, <laughs> but there was yeah, a lot of good stuff in this first Chamber match. There was, there was. Um, I guess that's Cesaro really doing the pull-ups in the... Uh, yeah, dude, the- <laughs> Cesaro did a bunch of crazy shit. He did a top rope elbow drop. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, him and Brian trading those big, meaty uppercuts was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got tired of that, no matter how many times they did it. Um, after Owens came in, Sammy came in. Uh, Cesaro eliminated Corbin. Then Uso came in last. Mm-hmm. I loved what they did to eliminate Owens from the match. The arm spot. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was Harley, good. Where, yeah. uh, so Owens is hitting stunners on everybody, hits Sammy, eliminates Sammy, and as they're getting Sammy out, Uso slams the chamber door on Kevin's arm and is, like, keeping him trapped in there and then super kicks him, like, 18 times <laughs> yeah. and then hits the frog splash and eliminates him. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then almost immediately did it, I think to cesaro he the, he eliminated somebody else with he, he eliminated uh, yeah because he was like cesaro daniel bryan and and jay were left yeah mm-hmm. and i had thought i well honestly i thought it was going to be cesaro and bryan again yeah i was hoping but yeah he took cesaro out so that, that's uh, right it was just he did a hell of a bryan. frog splash though and he tried to do that on yep. daniel bryan from the top of the cave that from the, the top, top of, of one of the pod. pods the yep. pods yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian got the knees up, hits the finish. Brian wins the chamber. That's Brian's, I think his, they said his third chamber win. God, that's huge. Really? 
That's, that's legendary status, man. Because that's, that's like I think yeah. only Triple H has won that many, or or Triple H and Orton or something like that. Mm. That's a lot of chamber wins. Um, yeah, and then of course that went right into what was more of a segment than a match <laughs> yeah. with yeah, uh, really was. Roman Reigns for the Universal Title, which was I mean everybody kind of knew what it was going to be, and they tried to put some suspense in there with like Brian's cool reversal of the spear into yeah, the yes that lock, was awesome, which was cool. But like nobody thought that was gonna, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't think the match was gonna happen immediately. I guess yeah. it, it makes sense for for you know Roman's interest. It puts heat on Roman. Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes him look like a douche because you know he knows how it's gonna happen. Everybody else kind of knows what you know. Like, oh, of course he's giving himself the biggest advantage uh, advantage that he possibly can. Yeah, I mean um, it's like the champion cashing in a money in the bank, really. Like he went at the at the winner's most vulnerable point, yeah. right? And uh, the, yeah, so but like the the reversal from the spear was cool, mm-hmm. and those forearms that Roman was hitting him with, those looked so stiff. It yeah. looked like Brock taught him to do that personally. Like I love that Heyman brought this side out of Roman because he's got the Brock side now because he's got the bulk to do it. And yeah, those looked real. Like those looked real stiff and. Man, you would he get was that coming hit. down on his neck with him, and mm-hmm. like on, and some of them were a little high, so it looked like it was kind of coming down onto his head, and st- and he went right from that into the choke, and Brian was like already out at that point, yeah. so yeah, it, yeah, it gets gets heat on Roman, and like it, it's not like we don't know at this point in the heel run that Roman's a fucking badass who can scrap, yeah. So that just furthers that a little more. Ty gets I guess. to the head of the table. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, after that, Edge gets his comeuppance from uh, f- from Roman spearing him on Friday, and uh, yep. now we're getting Edge versus Roman. It's confirmed. Spear versus spear, which everyone kind of saw that coming. But it was it yeah. was cool for the five minutes that we thought Edge was going to go for the NXT title. Right. <laughs> no, that was a great five minutes. Yeah. As much as you know, we didn't really think it was going to happen. It was cool of Edge to even show up. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, it kind of does make more sense for him to go with Roman um, because there's just so much going on on Raw mm-hmm. between whether or not Drew is going to keep this reign on top. And there's like a number of guys you can see trying to take him off that top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So um, it makes sense. And I mean, I, I definitely have some questions coming out, but we've got we've got several weeks. Of, well, we still have another pay-per-view between now and Mania, but I mean, we we're what roadblock 40, 47 days now. No roadblock would have been this. What was the February pay-per-view before elimination chamber? What was it? Roadblock or it well, was wasn't fast lane. I thought it was fast lane. That, they did roadblock first and then they realized that roadblock sucks. So they changed it to fast lane. Right. Yeah. Cause nothing like the road to WrestleMania having a roadblock with <laughs> good marketing there guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I definitely have some, reservations about where they're going but we'll we'll talk more about that and why would that be michael yeah let's get right into it yeah get into it brother yeah, tell us your feelings man this here lay down, show man you lay down on this want. couch and just I, you know speak your i don't know man. no 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 i thought we just got you oh, know go <laughs> put me on the spot phils we literally oh, yeah. only have one chamber match we're about we're about, about 18 well, I mean, minutes into the, this the women's tag match you know you know. want to talk about the women's tag match before you want to talk about it was an interesting match yeah i will I appreciate, hey, that women's tag match, there were four women of color in the ring at the same time. Like, that was kind of a cool deal. That's um, rare WWE right there, yeah. They they also made a whole reference, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I mean, what wait, was, wait, the band like, with the... <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, Courtney Love just comes out. And hey, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm Courtney. I want to wrestle. Bring out... <laughs> Bring well, out Bad were, Bunny. Before we get too far into that, we can't skip over the also important U.S. title triple threat featuring Bobby Lashley, Riddle, minus the mat, and John Morrison. <laughs> I hate Morrison. that so much. I hate, I hate so it. Much. Oh, did they That's take the away Matt? They have, took away Riddle's first name? Took his first yeah, he's name. just Riddle now. I Riddle me this. I cannot wait for Vince to have him come out in a fucking like, Riddler outfit. <laughs> it's happening. It's going to happen. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently there was like a controversy about Keith Lee was supposed to be in this match, and then he has a kayfabe injury or something. I don't, 
I didn't look super far into it. I just saw that some of the people on the internet hated it. So, but they never advertised Keith Lee to be in this, right? Yeah. And it was literally like an hour before the show start. There was a, you know, WWE put out a tweet that was like, he was like, he did like some kind of qualifier on raw, didn't he? Is that know. what they were showing like replay clips of? Riddle uh, did at least. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I, I haven't. Been I don't know either. I, wasn't sure. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, this was Lashley pretty much dominating even when they tried to double team him, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was um, awesome. It it took them doing some of their crazy stuff like Morrison flipping around on the ropes and Riddle um, once he got on the outside kind of doing less of his um, MMA style work, which is kind of interesting considering he and Bobby both have some of that style in them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it took him doing some of his more pro wrestler type stuff to really get on top of Bobby. And then uh, the finish I thought was really cool actually mm-hmm. where um, Morrison is going outside. He's drawn with MVP. He takes the crutch from MVP and then uh, he's going to go to beat up Lashley with it. Lashley catches him in the full Nelson Riddle picks up the crutch and then beats Lashley with it and then hits Morrison with the finish and uh, Riddle's the U.S. champ. Yeah. I mean, if, if Lashley's going to drop the belt, that's the best way he could is by because he didn't eat the pin. So he still looks good. And Especially he, if they're going to throw him in the world title feud right after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was, I was going to bring that up later when we talk about the Miz. But yeah, it's it's amazing. And it was it was a good match, but it was awesome seeing Bobby Lashley beat the ever loving shit out of both of them, even when they were teamed up. That's what yeah. I like, because even the commentators are like, what can they do next? You know, like exactly. I, I like having stuff like that, because normally you think a two on one, no matter who it is will get dominated but it's bobby fucking lashley like the dude yeah. is he just would do shit that just it didn't matter like yeah. he caught riddle off a dive and just threw him over his head like it was nothing yeah like he didn't he didn't stop to set himself he didn't readjust he didn't change his grip nothing like just grabbed him and just yeeted that man <laughs> and just yeeted him yeah and like they were doing they were trying to get some double team stuff going after they took it back in the ring and i don't know i don't remember what lashley did but he like he he literally just like shoved morrison off like completely <laughs> out of the ring and then flattened riddle and yeah. just like bobby lashley especially you know with that look and that and the ability that he has he doesn't need to do much no and it looks that much better when he doesn't you know like because when he does do the crazy shit, it's like, man, you know, he had to step it up a notch. So, yeah, man, Lashley, like Lashley is sneakily, I think, going to be like one of their uh, top of the card guys for the year. If if they if he keeps it up the way it was last night. Yeah. Yeah. If he keeps it up, I mean, he's walking out of if if the Miz still happens to be champion at WrestleMania, there's no way. It's, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think the Miz is going to be champion by the end of this recording, Kev. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right. I, You know what? I know he's going to get Zack Ryder, but like I said, I don't feel like they would go through that much effort to make him drop it that soon. I feel like there's at a least possibility it could be a fast lane. They they could let Miz hold on to it for till fast lane. Because they, they ultimately they're going to do Miz versus Bad Bunny at Mania. Yeah. yeah, and that's Which why everybody... everyone's immediately like, "Yeah, they're gonna drop the title to Bad Bunny." And they <laughs> always, all I saw was the WCW picks after that. Right, that's, uh, there was a lot of like David Arquette. Yeah, so I mean that part kind of spells it out for you, but still, uh, it'll be an interesting few weeks until we get there. You know, because mm-hmm. so, the way it is now, like we obviously, it's kind of weird. Like we know Miz isn't gonna be champion in at Mania. But like we don't know exactly who is, yeah. like, like probably Bobby, yeah. Um, and if so, who's he gonna? Is he gonna wrestle Drew? Probably, yeah. So like, you know, there's there's a little bit of, uh, I guess mystery for well, at least yeah. the next couple weeks until Fastlane. I mean, not nice. to not. I mean, I guess spoiler alert. I'm not gonna say it like that, <laughs> but. You know, WrestleMania is going to have a crowd this year, and you do see a lot of the participants from last year's Mania getting into similar matches. Right, it's a makeup this Mania. So I, I think what you're going to kind of see a repeat of last year a little bit to give, you know, and we'll talk about this more in the coming weeks. But like Drew McIntyre will get his redemption story in front of a crowd this time rather than last year where it had like 
no impact kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, get, don't get get ready for that. I would say. I don't mean that though, like positively or negatively. I'm just saying getting ready for some some stuff that we saw last year. We'll probably see again this year. No, I mean because hey, we demanded it. Remember how mad we were that like Edge didn't get his WrestleMania like his true WrestleMania yeah. moment last year because yeah. of the fact that and there was how no crowd. We felt for Drew who earned that shit. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, remember when he won the Rumble and like you know showing pictures and or showing video in like Glasgow of like like whole bars celebrating. It was you know it was one of the last things before COVID. So it's like, think of like just a bar celebrating a Royal Rumble. Think of how big that would have been WrestleMania. Like all of all of the UK would have been like, well, I don't think of all of the UK. I don't think they're in the wrestling that much. But yeah. <laughs> a lot of UK folks would have been very happy and proud of that moment. Yeah. Uh, so now, Michael, if you would like to talk about the women's tag titles. We <laughs> Remember when that. I said we shouldn't spend too much time on the first match? We're 25 <laughs> minutes into this. <laughs> Well, we're no, already we're like, on the fourth match yeah, of the show. Yeah, we're like the second to last match already. Yeah, oh. we're doing all right, Kev. Okay. We're doing all right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, less than raw. <laughs> so what, what turned out raw. to be the only women's match of the night because Asuka's uh, match was just entirely abandoned, which I didn't anticipate. I figured they would have come up with some other opponent. They, I mean, they have a whole women's roster they could have thrown out there uh, just to showcase Asuka or something, but... Uh, Twitter did point out this is the second time that one of Oscar's opponents uh, let everybody know that they were pregnant, and so the match was canceled. So, late, ladies, if you want to, you know, get get a, a baby, foolproof going, way just, to get out of you just need to go Asuka. out and challenge Oscar. Um, she, she because is they a, weren't ready, man. She's a fertility queen of, of WWE. So, <laughs> what? What? Well, the, the, what? The, <laughs> so maybe 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 when they figure out they have to wrestle Oscar, it's like fear-induced ovulating. I don't know. That sounds gross. <laughs> we need to talk I'm, about yeah, this. Yeah, let's, let's on move on subject, here, folks. <laughs> so uh Sasha Banks and ovulating. Bianca Belair versus Baszler and uh Nia Jax for the women's tag titles. Congratulations, you boys Dallas. feel about you just, this match. You just titled the episode for this week. So I just want you to know that. No, I I had, I had something else, but uh, not that the audio audience or the video audience can see, but I am updating our, uh, our Google drive documentation (laughs) as we speak (laughs) now saving. Well, while Mike's doing that, Kev, do you have any comments about the women's tag match? Uh, No, it was great to see. Um, Yeah. I mean, like Mike said at the beginning of this, it's cool to see, like four women of color in the match and just all like giving it their all dude. I love Sasha Banks. Yeah, man. I Wait, I love four? Bianca Belair. I really am glad that she's getting yeah, Shane, Shayna Baszler too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I just huh. look, I, I got confused. I thought I confused Dallas. Cause he just had that look <laughs> on his face. I, Wait, Wait a minute. What, what is she? Uh, is I, she? I don't know. Damn it. All right. We'll go the old Google machine. Hang on. But no, I really enjoyed that. While you're looking at Dakota. So is she like, uh, is she like uh native American? Cause like, um, I know that there's still like Sioux falls and everything. There's uh, still, um, according to Wikipedia, she, her, uh, she has German ancestry on her father's side and Chinese ancestry on her mother's side. Oh, um, oh! I learned. Yeah, there you go. But I don't know why I just I never four non-whites. Let's go with that. Four. That's that was what happened. <laughs> I saw them in '92, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said, "Hey, yeah, yeah." A four non-blondes would things weird would also qualify in this. I'll let you. I'll let you. Uh, it was also coming. four non-blondes. It's very yeah. True. Sorry, I don't know. But Nia, I... Nia Jax had some highlights going, so maybe not. Bianca Belair is amazing. I love that she's getting the the uh, the push that she deserves. Uh, she sh- she should have got this last year, but it's great to see her getting the push that she deserves. I honestly, after watching that match, I kind of don't want to see her fight Sasha because her and Sasha, like even their entrances, like flew. Like I liked the like they're both kind of like vibing together, and I hate to see them fight each other, you know, because Sasha's still kind of got this baby face kind of run going on right now, and Bianca's a baby face, so it's kind of weird seeing that. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's, I mean, that's kind of Sasha. how I felt about this whole thing. Is yeah. like, I really don't like when they do these builds of like, um, well, we're not quite friends, but we're not completely enemies. So mm-hmm. like, like the this it's Frenemies. it's just a competitive rivalry. It hasn't gotten personal yet, but like we're still on edge because you know we might we might end up fighting. And like I just I don't know how and especially when they throw them together as like a team or whatever like and I don't know why but maybe it's my recency bias that's like the counter argument for that is uh Seamus and Cesaro um that's the exception <laughs> not the rule yeah um you, you you don't end up getting amazing tag teams by doing the uh, frenemies storyline mm-hmm. with them you know like yeah especially since like we don't like it. I'm sure it's safe to assume that this is the match we're getting at Mania, but like we don't even know if they're going to do Bianca and Sasha yet at Mania. And if they were to, I can see it going either way in terms of who's going to be the heel and who's going to be the baby because both of them, um, even in their heel or even in their babyface work, have a lot of heel um, tendencies in there. Like yeah. they both have, they're both very ego driven personas. Um, competitive very, like you, you said know, very flashy look at me uh, a lot of one-upsmanship um there wasn't so much of that between the two of them in terms of like the narrative of this match mm-hmm. um but once like because at first it was a little weird like getting it going but once it got going you know all four of them did good stuff it was mm-hmm. just a weird spot to be in like it was a weird yeah, story it, to tell it wasn't about the titles it wasn't also entirely about sasha and bianca because like reginald came out there say, and cost them Car- the match. Mm-hmm. Kind that of was the... really weird yeah uh like <sighs> sasha being the women's champ took the pin like it just it's yeah it, it's indicative of of how little wwe values those women's tag titles right now there's just no I feel like it's an extension of the same conversation we had about the women's dusty cup where it's like most of the tag division is just people you're throwing together. Right. And there's no, and all the teams that you have, you keep breaking them up. Right. You know, like, which is the thing that bugs me the most. I miss the iconics. Right. Right. They go through the effort of breaking these teams up rather than just letting them organically do singles matches where they feel like they have to make some sort of like combative breakup. And yeah. it, and it just yeah. And not every tag team has to only do tag matches. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, the New Day seems to be the only tag team that knows that. You know, like it. Uh, I don't know. It's something that. And don't get me wrong. The women's tag division is still very very young. So they like they still have to kind of grow into figuring that stuff out as a writing team and a production team. You know, oddly enough the wrestlers themselves are like, no, this is fucking simple. You just let, you just put together teams, let the teams grow and like form that tag team bond and you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they haven't, they haven't quite done that yet. So mm-hmm. um, I still, I, I still kind of want to give it time to let them, let it grow a little bit. Um, I will, I must admit the only good work I've seen, teams do as the women's tag champs have been Sasha and Bailey both times and the Iconics and that's kind of and the Kyoshi Warriors um but those are like the only three off the top of my head um that's about every it. other who else, who else is Kabuki Warriors was it Kabuki Warriors yeah that was a Kabuki Warriors oh, what did okay. I say you said, said Kyoshi Warriors I was thinking of Avatar I apologize <laughs> I was like man holy shit uh, no, the Kabuki Warriors. I apologize. God it's damn still, it. It was still a ridiculous name. Came out. I mean, that was around was the same time as they came out with the Viking experience. <laughs> a subconscious avatar slip. I apologize. The Kabuki Warriors, yes. Um, but outside of that, like Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, um, all of Alexa's best work has been singles. Nikki Cross has done nothing else but the tag title run, which was kind of pedestrian. So, man, I and, really like Nikki Cross, too. Who else have been the women's tag champs? Is that it? Is that everybody? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like whispering. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Because there's not, I mean, just, I mean there just, wasn't. I mean, there's just about, not been really any emphasis on it, which has been unfortunate. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I kind of felt bad for everybody involved in this match, to be honest, just because mm-hmm. it's such an odd story that they're trying to tell. And there's so it's, many pieces that like 
don't go together. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing the Reginald thing where he might be crushing on Sasha. Um, they're doing the Bianca versus Sasha at Mania. They're doing the women's tag titles. Like it just so many weird pieces that like three stories that kind of came together and had no business coming together. Right. Um, it's it was just so weird. It was weird. Did you guys? Okay, so I have no clue about Reginald or anything like that because I've been keeping up. So is he just the key to intergender wrestling? Like I've seen him. Like he's wrestled. That's I'm taking that as that is WWE casually dipping their toes in that water to see how people react to it. And yeah, they've done it before. They have, but not. It's been a long time, and really, the last time yeah. they did it was the mixed uh, mixed match challenge, which wasn't quite intergender it was just wasn't it after that with uh ellsworth ellsworth i was gonna say james ellsworth where he's like i can take on any woman because i don't have a chance he got beat up by becky and then he said the actions of james ellsworth so we no longer talk about nope fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it should not be named um i guess yeah i guess so So yeah but it's that's the only time wwe does it though is it has to be a manager or uh, a non-wrestler like yeah somebody that's sort of you know a spike dudley type maybe mm-hmm. they they just take they haven't gone full full gore into intergender. i've always heard that's because of their their toy deal that there's something related to that but i don't mm-hmm. know it's uh it's a real missed opportunity and i but i also i do feel like they've tried it and they get some crazy fans who are like, we can't have men and women hitting each other. Yeah. You know, bad oh, influence yeah, on our children. We don't want people thinking that, you know, men should hit women. I agree with no, that. No, they but shouldn't. Like, but I don't, yeah, I agree that that's not ring. obviously going to be everybody's takeaway. It's like, a sanctioned a, match. We could, we could go, I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> well, then, then you've got to like, then you've got to dive into like, you know, in depth of like, okay, if we're going to treat it like a sport, why aren't we treating it like a sport? Like fucking all the way. The lack of consistency is what kills it. Uh, in my opinion, what, okay. like without, yeah. without thinking about it super long, like in depth, but I don't know, man, if you could watch a Marvel movie and see like superheroes beat the shit out of each other, it's no different than what you're watching in the ring Exactly, because you know what it That's is. True. And I hate to say That's it. True. I don't mean to insult the sport at all because, but it's scripted combat where people are actually looking out for each other. They're not really trying to kill each other unless you're fucking unless you're uh, Goldberg. true. Yeah. <laughs> or unless you're uh, what's oh, his oh, name from fucking oh. ECW that comes out and tries to stab people. New Jack. Oh, new Jack. <laughs> so the only time you should be worried about it in the ring about actually getting killed is if you're with new Jack <laughs> or Goldberg or Goldberg. But yeah, there's that match. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we got a quick segment of uh, MVP talking to the Miz backstage uh, mm. with no audio, and uh, that was kind of hmm. And Miz yeah, kind of like massaging his money in the bank. Yeah, he was stroking the briefcase <laughs> like <laughs> it was like the cat on his lap if he was a Bond villain. Right, the briefcase. This was like hmm. my precious. Uh, and then we got the main event, which was the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, <laughs> and the defending champion, Drew McIntyre. So my wife has not watched WWE in a while, much like I haven't. Uh, but she asked me at the start of the show, she's like, who's wearing the sting makeup? And I was like, I, who's fa- like the face paint? And sure enough, it was like 90-year-old Jeff Hardy that she was referring to. Uh, which I don't blame her because he's, he's just he's had weird face makeup for the longest. Um, yeah, I need him to stop doing the open eyes painted on his closed. Do you uh, not like that? I think that's cool. No, that's how he gets I, away with sleeping during the matches. Oh, yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> ha, touche. <laughs> oh, I like his paint. That's cool. Nobody else. Is, uh, well, there's not a lot of people painting themselves. So is there? Him, Darby Allen, and Sting. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody else. Hey, Warhorse. Like real dark. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about like in WWE. You know? Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about yeah, nobody because uh... like on their product, like you know, it it makes them different. It gives them something cool to put on the toys too. Oh, no. You they, like mentioned toys earlier. They did point out that this was the first elimination chamber match where all of the uh, combatants had been previous WWE champions. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Haven't they done that before? I don't think so. 
Maybe I'm thinking of Money did. in the Bank. Possibly a Money in the Cause, Bank? Because they but... did a Money in the Bank. I know that for sure, because that was the one Cena one, right? Sure. I think? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. There's been so many. Um, but yeah, we're, we're gonna we're I, gonna talk about the chamber match. Uh, I, I did have already a- started. Uh, the other four were in the pods. Um, they did really good at making this one feel different than the uh, first chamber match, which mm-hmm. I thought was good. Uh, this one to me, I don't know exactly why, but this one felt more like the old school chamber matches, whereas the first one felt a little more like a modern chamber match, right? Um, because this one was a lot more like brutish. Uh, a lot more like just felt kind of violent and dirty and just you know throwing hands and lot like a lot of you know suplexing dudes on the outside onto the exposed floor of the cage or whatever uh Kofi did a monkey flip onto Styles and threw him into the cage wall that was cool hmm. uh Drew McIntyre lawn darted Jeff Hardy into a camera up against the pod. I loved that camera shot, and I don't know why, but that was like one of the coolest <laughs> things of the night. Uh, I, th- I even heard him like he yelled. He was like, move. I couldn't go anywhere because nice. he was literally like in that little corner. So he just threw him into the camera, dude, into the pod. It was so funny. Um, I loved Omas, which, by the way, I did get his name. Uh, after the rumble, I had a hard time remembering it. It is Omas. Uh, I loved Omas ripping Styles' uh, pod apart so he could get in early. Um, yeah, there was like there was a lot of good stuff in this one. Man, yeah, I'm. You're right. It was just a bunch of it was a bunch of vets going at it and just having fun. And you, like I said, it was very old school. A lot of like face scraping up against the the cage and stuff like that. I love that. Yeah. Ah, good times. Uh, so, of course, Drew McIntyre ends up retaining, uh, comes through the, the chamber match as the champ, but that was not the last match of the night. Uh, oh. So we, we had some shenanigans happen. <laughs> That's true. Uh, after the match, the cage gets raised, and uh, Bobby Lashley comes out and beats the holy hell out of Drew McIntyre, locks him in the full Nelson, and then gives him a full Nelson slam. Oof. Whoa. And then, as he's standing menacingly over Drew McIntyre's dilapidated body, <laughs> the Miz's music hits, and we hear, I came to play! <laughs> and he comes out with a referee and the money in the bank briefcase. What? After that Bobby beatdown, we kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. Yes, we did. I thought it was very interesting that that's the way they went with it, too. Because it, in a way, it was a callback to MVP and The Miz backstage. And it kind of, you know, it, it gave you that aha light bulb goes off connecting the dots right. moments uh, where there is, in fact, some collusion going on. It's the word right. of the day, folks. And, uh, yeah, so I guess on Raw tonight or, hell, right now, Raw started yeah, a few minutes just, ago. Just started yeah. as we're uh, finishing up here. We are learning all about the uh, the agreement that the Miz and MVP might have come to in order for Bobby Lashley to give him such an assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does kind of leave me with question marks about the Sheamus and Drew feud that they seemed like they were going with for the start of the year. Because uh, Sheamus turned on Drew either was what was it in January before the Rumble or um, maybe December or something like that, and uh, that kind of seemed to me because of the timing like oh okay they're going to go with Drew and Sheamus for Mania, uh, but now it doesn't seem like that's the case because mm-hmm. like how do you get there especially now with so many with because now Bobby and the Miz are thrown into that title picture. So it's like, what do you, what, what exactly is going on? But uh, I mean, they did do a lot of like Seamus and Drew being the hell out of each other, you know, two old friends, now bitter enemies. And uh, those two dudes are giant ripped specimens of human beings. So seeing them beat the hell out of each other was awesome. That was right up my alley. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's, there's a couple directions they could go. They could do, Drew and Sheamus at like Fastlane if they wanted just to, to fill that spot. I think we're, what we're all assuming is that kind of like we talked about as far as repeating last year, 
is the chance for Drew McIntyre to win that title in front of a crowd. So I would presume that's going to be your mania match is him taking on, you know, what we presume to be Bobby Lashley. The, the, uh, you know, that'll be, I would guess that's, they, that's what would happen to Fastlane that they'll, they'll let the Miz run with it for a couple of weeks. They'll lose to Lashley and Fastlane, but that seems like a short time for them to give Lashley the belt unless Drew doesn't win at Mania, which seems well. Then you have um, then then you do kind of what they do almost every year, where that awkward summer gap between the their quote end of the year with Mania and the beginning of the year with Money in the Bank and that stretch of the summer up until SummerSlam, you'll probably get some leftover, you know, some uh, WrestleMania residue. We right. we will call it where they do a lot of rematches. Um, they continue some of the feuds that maybe didn't get as definitive of a finish at Mania. Uh, so we might still see Drew and Bobby for like all the way through the summer, which to me sounds pretty good because those guys can go. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Miz. Yeah. Hanging on Poor to that Miz. money in the bank. I honestly I mean, don't think Miz it. has a problem with this. Yeah, he's getting a little time. Because like, he gets another world title reign, and he is the first ever two-time Grand Slam Grand champion. Slam champ. mm-hmm. Wow. Which is the one of the biggest Hall of Famer stats I think I've ever heard of in my life, and it's the Miz. <laughs> yeah. He's a safe worker, man. I mean, how many times has he been injured? No, that's true. I Well, a lot of that has to do with luck, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's no, that's no dis. I'm not dissing the Miz. Uh, he does Don't good. Don't diss the Miz. Work. Uh, <laughs> he puts out good product. Um, you know, his IC title runs are probably some of the highlights of his entire career. Uh, mm-hmm. His, his, uh, in 2010, when he was like the unified tag champs and the US champ and money in the bank, mm-hmm. like that's pretty nuts. Uh, so yeah, he's, you know he's a hall of famer no doubt but yeah it's it's funny some of the accolades he's accumulated in his career to get thrown up there with the same names as you know rick flair sean michaels triple h randy orton it just john cena john cena yeah Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel like that's you know it's like the miz really (laughs) but But then you realize he's been there man yeah i mean he's He's been wrestling consistently I mean, I think the only time he really took time off was when he had when he when he would have his kids. But yeah, I mean, movies. other than that, you had the More Miz, movies. and he was a, he's a good worker. I mean, he's and those always movies there. were still him doing work for the company because they were you know shitty WWE movies. But yeah, uh, he's still, still on the clock. You know, he's still technically on the clock. Yeah, and uh, right after that, he would go straight back to TV. Um, so yeah, and Miz nope, and Mrs. Not throwing no shade, not <laughs> trying to get that smoke, but uh, yeah, good for Miz. Yeah. S- side note, speaking of WWE movies, like I just watched MacGruber for the first time, <laughs> like uh, you know, a little what? over a week ago. I've never seen MacGruber before, and that's a WWE great. movie. It has a it's lot of SNL. WWE cameos in it. Um, or, yeah, Jericho, who you know at the time was in it. Great Collie was in it. Big Show, I know Big Show's in. It. Um, yeah, it was just it was just this like back to back to back all these like WWE cameos. All of a sudden, is MacGruber like a. a parody of macgyver kind of yes. like, yeah like an action movie like okay. just real cheesy everything explodes it's on prime video right now if you, if you want to if you have a prime account don't watch. take any I, offense I to this mcgruber but i don't think i'm gonna go out of my way to watch mcgruber <laughs> you're missing out dude you're missing out am there's, i am i shit. am i there's some good shit uh, I, I enjoyed it I, but I, I like those kind of movies but that one was good too so. uh, yeah i'm not hating all, all those right. kind of movies but like yeah i just you know it's kind of like yeah <laughs> all right uh, that I, was a little we'll yeah. right, that's the pay-per-view we're, we're wrapping up that pay-per-view and we can spend the rest of our airtime here talking about whatever the fuck we want right boys i will say i enjoyed it i i really enjoyed the show yeah if, for a pay-per-view that i had no idea was yeah. even happening that week yeah it was you know i uh killed killed some time you know watched it yeah. i uh i don't it, it's not going to stand out in my brain. I don't think um, it's, it's so weird. Um, like I, I want stuff that happens in today's time to stick with me the way stuff from the past does. But 
for whatever reason, I don't think this chamber pay-per-view will. I get that. Yeah. Very a very meddling middling meddling um, middling uh, a, middle of the a, road. Very a, forgettable pay-per-view. It's a bump on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's not the roadblock we log. expected. No, it wasn't the roadblock. <laughs> it wasn't a roadblock. Mm. Well, for some it was, you know, because now, oh my gosh, what are they going to do at WrestleMania? The the yeah. truest the truest chamber were the eliminations we made along the way. God. Speaking <laughs> of which, when when Edge made his choice to go against Roman, when all the fireworks went off, my dogs went nuts. <laughs> they oh, thought no. somebody was at our door. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, it, may, it might have been Edge. He might have been there to spare you. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. That stuff can be on a tape delay. Or it would have been, uh, what's his name? That creepy Dexter, uh, Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Dexter oh, Loomis. Yeah, he's there to give you the chloroform. No, I'm not answering my door. This finisher, brother. This is why we have a ring. Chloroform. Hey, hey, it's a safe bump, you know? <laughs> it's a safe bump. <laughs> Getting knocked out, yeah. Just, hey, does it smell like chloroform? <laughs> well, uh, so now that Edge has chosen his WrestleMania opponent, uh, the 2021 Royal Rumble winner, do you guys think there will be an NXT championship match on Mania? Yeah, it's two nights. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, would think they would ex- include it because there's not. I is there going to be a... more than one NXT match? But you know, at the I very think you're, least, you're you're being a bit. You're hoping for a bit much there, Mike. To be honest, <laughs> two, ni- two nights. I mean, if you're doing seven or eight matches a night, oh well, god, I hope think not. Like, they're, yeah, they're definitely not doing seven per night. They, I don't think they did that last year. I think they did like five each night, probably six. five and six or something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. But like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they were able to justify putting the women's title match last year because Charlotte was the Royal Rumble winner and she chose the NXT Women's Championship. So, like, if they don't have some kind of main roster um, consistent face on Raw or SmackDown that goes down to NXT and says, hey, I want your title, kid, then uh, I don't I don't know how they'll do that, you know? Well, I'm trying to think. You'll have whatever Adam Cole... Kyle O'Reilly That's fallout, true. I bet we'll be at mm-hmm. Mania. Um, Maybe. Because they also have their takeover to fill. Yeah. All right, see, I had some people trying to say that they weren't doing a takeover because they were doing the two nights of WrestleMania, but didn't last year, didn't they do the takeover on Friday? Yes. Okay. Yeah, takeover's Friday. Why? And then That would Saturday's make like Sunday a whole week. night of WrestleMania would be NXT matches. I mean, you I would... No, they're not going to do that. I don't have a problem with that, but that's not how it's going to work. I know. I, I mean, not, I know yeah. I, I, the, not the hardcores NXT don't. Fan. Yeah, I, hardcores or NXT fans won't have a problem with that. It was just some, that, people, were, some people were implying maybe. there wasn't going to be an NXT takeover. Well, um, some people are weird. fucking idiots. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that, you? Who says there won't be a takeover for Mania Weekend? You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I say until we're, until we're proven that they don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All about burning bridges, brother. So, so yeah, I mean, I there's got to be at least one. But, I mean, if, if I was to do one, it would be Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Maybe. Because I, 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 I do think Adam Cole is probably getting called up here pretty quick. Probably. Despite, Dude, you know, if they're, if they're I can't up, believe after how over they were for how long they were and, like, how much merch I'm sure they sold, I can't believe they're breaking them up. I mean, they tried to do that to the New Day. I mean, look—they took uh, Big E away from them. Can we? Hey, but but Big E's smart. He says, "No, no, no. <laughs> I'm still there. I'm still with them. Just yeah. just not on the show." <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, a, it's a bummer. Hopefully, we'll find out more on Wednesdays. Uh, we'll find out more. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's true. This week, uh, Adam claims he's gonna give his explanation, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give us more than just why. So we'll see. We'll see if he delivers on that proclamation. Let's just hope. <laughs> let's just hope he doesn't get pregnant between now and Mania and then have his match. Oh boy! Nobody's ready for Colorado. and then Oscar gets hey, his belt. You know what? Right. I, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be surprised if Pat McAfee has a match on WrestleMania week. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, they're going to bring out everybody. They're going to bring out Pat McAfee. They're going to bring out Bad Bunny. Uh, fucking bring, bring back Gronk for the 24-7 title. You know, Please they're going to have a bunch of shit. Please don't. I don't want it, but you know I how they do with WrestleMania. They try to like pull out all the stops. If, if I have to listen to more Tampa Bay Buccaneer bullshit on the wrestling, I'll turn that shit off. I if mean, I it is going to be a Tampa on, Bay. I struggle to get through more sentences. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, you're absolutely right. They, they are in Tampa Bay. 
And Tampa so Bay you know the they're going to do Bowl. some kind of tribute. So you know we're going to yeah, fucking Gronk's going to come out and do his... Oh, Get stopped by security again. I hope so. <laughs> All, right, <boys. laughs> All right, boys, let's go home. Yeah, that's true. Well, God. By the way, we're gonna if we're gonna if we're we gotta we gotta get the bad taste out of our mouth with something. So, uh, congratulations to Pat Mahomes and his fiance on yes. the birth of their child. Yes, yay! Sterling Sky Mahomes. There you go. You know what's crazy when like the city like changes lighting colors and stuff for your baby because like nobody else gets that treatment. Yeah. You see, Pat retweeted that and he talked about he said uh, how much he loves the city. Yeah, it's like he's gonna be yeah. mayor. Someday. He's never going he anywhere. Mayor Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Mayor, mayor, yeah. <laughs> mayor, Royals owner, quarterback, <laughs> president, no, franchise was, owner sure. of Whataburger. Yeah, fucking go. <laughs> he owes. He owes, He's gonna own at least two Whataburgers in the KC area. I calling hope so. it now. Oh man, God. Franchise opportunities available. So, uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Whataburger, and we haven't really talked about this. So I'll surprise you guys while we're we're on air. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be traveling to Dallas uh, oh. for the weekend where the wife's wanting to see some family. So we're going to have to figure out how our show goes next week. I'm hoping to try to take a take in an MPX wrestling show. Nice. I'm, I'm going to try to brave that. Oh, so you, so you are talking about Dallas, Texas. You're not you're not talking about. <laughs> yes. You're not going to buy the location. My okay. family, my, my wife's family, you know, is, is so I just up need to, to be Dallas. sure. Yeah. OK. Yes. Dallas is like, I got to clean up. You're safe, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dust. I have dust. So, oh god! Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to eat some Whataburger and uh, go see some Texas wrestling. And well, Good. yeah, you, you know, I would assume that the Whataburgers in Texas are far better than the Whataburgers in places like fucking Arkansas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm just hoping they're all. I, I went to out a. Uh, we, I went to a Whataburger in Arkansas one time, and it was uh, a little bit disappointing to be honest. Okay. And you know. Arkansas just sucks. As a yeah, place. I was gonna say so. Arkansas in general is kind of disappointing. So sorry if you're listening from Arkansas, but we your love state you. Fucking sucks. <laughs> I love your hot springs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Mike, where can they find us on socials? Where can they find us on socials? Um, <laughs> Do you not question. know? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> no, no, you can find us on. Uh, got to carry this show. Yeah. You got to do everything around here. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 3B Wrestling Pod. You can also email us uh, 3B Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, email um, us. Yeah, check in with us. We've got Tweet uh, at us. a lot of cool stuff going on, part mm-hmm. of the Kansas City Podcast Network. You'll be hearing about some of that stuff coming up here in March. Yes, it's going to uh, be awesome. Some cool shit. Exciting news lined up. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, we had like a like a company business meeting thing this past weekend that was really cool. Yeah, I missed some of the other it. Podcasts I, like I got and... heat with the office. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, Pod Mother. I didn't mean to. Dallas bailed. He Kev slipped through there. it. It was there in spirit. I big leagued the whole network. <laughs> he did. No, no. I'm gonna try no, it. Please. He I'm bought promo time though shit. during the network to shoot a commercial of just how much better he is than everyone on the network. <laughs> exactly. He Tony Condon. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, fellas, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Peace, love, rock and roll. Don't yeah. Don't forget to wrestle. My birthday is on Wednesday. Were... Yeah. Hey. Oh, how about shit, that? Right, yeah. Happy birthday, so, Kay. So, so this is my last podcast in my 30s. <laughs> Next week, uh, as of Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 24th, I will be 40 years old. So yeah. that's a true. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah. You need that to drink is a 40 a... for your 40th. I know. I'm turning 40 this year for my 40th. It's really strange. Next year, it'll just be 40 plus one. Take 40 New game those, plus. You know. <laughs> New game plus. <laughs> <laughs> 41 maybe 40.1 bro can you imagine if you restarted after you hit a certain like checkpoint you leveled up too far or you beat the game and now you just i wish we over. i wish life had saved i wish we could prestige, <laughs> prestige. <laughs> just let us keep all our stats and just fucking start over Are you yeah let's do it ah, that would be great yeah hey man elon um, musk get on it yeah, hurry fuck up. Quit trying to go to Mars. No. Solve the no, issues here. Elon. Quit running away from your problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get out of here before we get ourselves like canceled pretty bad. <laughs> uh, you know, folks, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to us. Uh, we most likely will see you next week. Uh, I'm sure I'll find a way to record the show. So, yeah. Uh, take care. And later, nerds. 
went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average Savings by New Customer Surveyed Who Saved in 2019. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netzer. 